up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by a couple of new sponsors, BetterHelp as well as Green Chef. However, this episode is truly brought to you by our final Challenge Mania Live of the season. That's right. Our last live show for several months. Who knows when the next one will be? And our only stop in the great state of Texas the entire year. It is Austin 216 this coming Saturday, Austin, Texas at the North Door. We are joined by Hunter, Brian Barfield, Nelson Thomas, Marlon Williams, and our guest for this podcast, Miss Katie Cooley. Tickets still available for the show and the meet and greet. That's right. For once, you can still get tickets to the meet and greet the week of the show. Go to challengemaniatx.com. We hope to see you there. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for D. He just got back from hugging it out with Bartman in Chicago, finally forgiving him for his sins. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, dude? Yeah, I don't remember doing any of that, Scott, but, uh, you know, I I did hang out with uh, the guy that missed a field goal for the Chicago Bears. I was actually hunting him down, uh, not Bartman. Bartman's old. We've got a new Bartman. His name's Cody Parkey. Kicker well, you know, Chicago, Chicago might have been in the Super Bowl if they had a man by the name of C.J. Kogel kicking field goals for him. Wow. Wow. Can't believe we just did that. But um, anyway, I'm excited for Challenge Mania Live Texas. Challenge Mania Live Austin, Texas. And I we're mean, not going on the road. We're not going on the road any for a couple months because you're, you're going to pop out a baby, right? Not me personally, but yes, in theory. Um, I mean, we're coming off the heels of, dare I say, our biggest show ever. Maybe our most unconditionally well-received show ever. We've had two back-to-back bangers. New York City at Caroline's on January 26th was amazing. And this past weekend at the Chicago Improv, what a gorgeous venue. What a great staff. What a cool group of people who came out. It was an amazing day, amazing meet and greet, amazing live show. Nani, Wes, Tori, Melinda, yourself. It was a great bunch. We had a fun time. Went to the Bulls game after. Um, First, we stopped by and hung out with the Maniacs a little bit after at a Pac-Man Entertainment, the other side of the uh, Woodfield Mall. But what a jam-packed day it was last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, to me... Just seeing my mom and my dad and my godmother standing there while we were doing the meet and greet uh, uh, in such a like beautiful venue. I mean, it was so such so classy looking, and you know there were so many of our challenge maniacs and and challenge mania patrons that were there. Um, you know, supporting like the challenge mania gear. I mean, it really felt. I mean, and then I you know just seeing my parents there, man. I mean, it really it brought tears to my eyes. You know, because like you know, here we are at home, you know, our, our biggest turnout yet. And, and, and then we kill it on stage, you know? So, uh, for me, it was, uh, it was like, you know, I wanted my family to see that, you know, and it, and, and it was cool that it was like that. And it wasn't like, you know, um, maybe one of our smaller shows. No, this you know? was our biggest show yet by attendance. And I mean, you saw the size of that room as well. We had a great lineup. Some say our best lineup ever. And what's cool is, I mean, I had my parents at the last show in New York. They got to see us do our thing in January. 
your parents, and not even just your parents, the Kaczynski, the Kaczynski clan was rolling deep. Uh, you guys had about 20, 25 people there, and I actually went back there and said hello to them during the meet and greet as well. So it was cool getting to say what's up to your parents. And your brothers were helping out uh, all day. That was really cool. If you thought you were seeing double, it's because these brothers are identical twins, uh, but they were uh, great helping hands. And shouts to them, and shouts to Melinda's husband, Maddie, who is an absolute legend. Uh, he was he was a great presence all weekend as well. Uh, really cool guy. Thanks to everyone else who helped us. Uh, Ethan, D- uh, Derek, as always, Brian Rashad with the photos. Uh, it was it was awesome. Just a, a collaborative effort all around. And um, I want to say that uh, that show is is going to be a hard one to follow, but we're going to do our damnedest. And and what's cool about this upcoming show, uh, to put a positive spin on it, is that if if your plans have changed, if you're having FOMO, if you're sitting there looking at those photos from Chicago and New York and thinking, man, I got to hit a Challenge Mania Live. I don't care where it is. Most of the time, the week of the show, if you decide that, you are SOL when it comes to the meet and greet. But we do still have a few tickets available for the meet and greet this Saturday. So you can still come down. Get the VIP package, get the sign poster, get the stickers. We got a limited edition Challenge Mania Austin, Texas sticker. We got a sick Craig Marrier design poster. It's like the Wild Wild West. It's sort of like Deadwood, except it's Podwood. You got the Young Bucks on there. You got Katie Cooley Saloon. Uh, you got me. I think I'm hitting, a, I'm like a blacksmith making a mic. Uh, it's pretty damn cool. We got Black Zeus in the house as well. So uh, this podcast is sort of like a sneak peek for that, sort of also to make uh, everybody else jealous because we're going to have Katie Cooley on the show today and uh, talk a little bit about some of the OG stories that we're going to get to touch on more on Saturday. But yeah. When I say that this podcast is brought to you by this Saturday show, I mean it because we want to get the word out, pack the house. This is our last show for a while. We're coming to Austin, Texas. We're trying to make good on that snafu last year. We know that some other folks were trying to bring you guys a show last year and ended up falling through. We're trying to make sure you have your challenge experience within a year of that. So we wanted to come to Austin. So hopefully you can come and join us at the North Door, a really cool venue on Saturday, 1 o'clock meet and greet, 3 o'clock live show and uh yeah dude really fun time in chicago like like probably i mean yeah i think it was our best show ever yeah and here's the funny thing my i knew coming in that my parents weren't gonna understand what the hell was going on what the hell we're talking about who this player is what that challenge moment was i was hoping they didn't hear anything about bleep picks um scott and um but it it seemed like even the people that in the audience that brought family members and friends that didn't know exactly what was going on sounded like they had a really good time. And I don't know if that's because of the, uh, you know, of the friendly, you know, sarcasm, the friendly banter and the sarcasm that we all bring, you know, that, that we all brought to the table. But I think we're going to get a lot of that too in Austin, Texas, because we're not really there to kill each other, but you know, we will d- probably be taking some above the belt shots as me and Wes did a, a, a couple times. So, um, shout out to Wes for, um, you know, being a, uh, you know, a, a fun guest and, uh, you know, going, you know, tit for tat with me for showing a up in a challenge there. mania hoodie. How about that? That yeah, was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, and shouts yes. to everybody who can, I mean, just an awesome 
bunch, 300 plus in the house. Some of them making their own custom shirts. Someone had a really cool shirt that had a uh, it had a piece of ginger and then a greater sign and then bananas. We got to meet Simone Eckless. She had a custom shirt on. Uh, shouts to all the people who come to these things and bring us gifts. We really don't need you to do that, but I will say we we appreciate it. It's so so cute and adorable. A lot of people have been bringing gifts for for our future baby son and some other cool stuff. People know that we're wrestling fans. Uh, uh, Lauren knows that I collect Funko Pops. She gave me a little Funko of uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. The Fifth Sport guys were there. They gave us a couple T-shirts. Shouts to them. It was cool to meet the legend himself, the West Virginianizer, Derek Paul, who came up with DKO. He was there um, to meet him for the first time. So really cool. Ryan Davis came all the way. He's one of our former Meet the Patrons guests, came all the way from South Carolina. We had people from all over the states at this one. And so we want to thank every one of you. We can't name every one of you, but... You know who you are. Outstanding. Thanks to Greg Holcomb for putting together a nice trivia sheet. Got to some of those during the meet and greet. So I do want to shout out our new patrons. We got a ton of new patrons in the past week or so, and I want to shout them out. A lot of them are coming on board because of the new season. They want to be a part of the War Room. That's where every week over at patreon.com slash challengemania, we dive into these episodes in detail. The whole podcast is dedicated to that week's episode of War of the Worlds. And I do see some new patrons that I think might have hopped over because, D, I don't know if you know this, but I went behind enemy lines, if you will, yesterday, and I did a three and a half hour ask me anything down at the challenge subreddit uh, and just took questions from people. I think, I mean, dozens and dozens of questions. I tried to get to every single one of them. I think a couple might have skipped through the cracks. So I did that. And I've had people in the past day or so become patrons and actually say that they decided to become patrons because of that. Ask me anything. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you to the moderators down there for hosting it and keeping it in line. I thought it went really well. If you guys want to check it out, you can go down there, the challenge subreddit. They go do great things down there. I know sometimes I do mention that, you know, some of the, the, the topics of discussion or the angles at which people take or the way people talk about people's appearances, stuff like that might not be fully to my liking, but 99.9% of the stuff down there is for the betterment of the challenge community. And it's some really fun takes. They have some really fun takes and rankings and, and uh, stuff that they talk about down there. So you can check out that. Without further ado, here's who we got. It is quite the list. Here we go. Beth Malley, Paige, Courtney Best, Julia Marple, Catherine Sorensen, Ainsley Boswell, Chris Brooks, Paul Schaller, Sweet Miss MG, Nicholas Myers, Tyler Stringer, Tessia Zajac Dixon, Justin Gilman, Drew Buner, Sandra Squires, Alexa Iso, David Betancourt, Tanner Nall, Jenny Tang, Emily Alves, Victoria Figueroa, Stephen Sauer, Daniel Hammett, Haley Scott and Shambliss, Julia Chamberlain, Aida Brown, Andrea Mitch, Julie Pena, Lauren Clark, Caitlin Zaslow, Sierra, Sharon Ashley, AGA, Kelly Cassidy, David J. Zuizia, Ryan Jackson, Carissa Nash, Casey Wood, Brian, Taryn Jones, Katie Moore, Michael Erickson, Tanya Andreas, Lucera Webb, Claire Demner, Janet Aguilar, Lindsey Becker. Wow, I told you this was a great list. Man, you guys are killing it. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be doing some, some awesome bonus content coming. Oh, by the way, Mark Long winning a poll. We're going to have a bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash challengemania with Mark Long as our guest as voted on by all you guys. Heather H., Elizabeth, Elizabeth Akrenu, or Akrenu, Akrenu, one of the two, Tara Myron, Candace Armstrong, Maris G., Jackie Campbell, Michael Guerra, Cedric Grant, Chris Fran, Andrew Raposki, 
Dasha Belka, Tracy Gonzalez, Marissa Gillardoni, Joe Schieve. You're not a Schieve, don't worry. Michelle Mahoney, Lilana Perez, Kylie Burley, Laura, Shawnee Suisa in the house, who does the Saniac podcast. Shouts to our girl Shawnee Suisa. Mike Strong, Lindsey Masters, Ben Danielson, Michelle Aber, Angie Fuentes, Tracy C. Bowen, Crystal Beverly, Kayla Corbo, Franco, Julianne Banks, and Sarah Pampoloni. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you guys coming on board and becoming patrons. Wow. Give yourselves a round of applause. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so yeah. much for uh for uh for all that and hopefully we can you know get to meet you you know in person at some point yes we'd love to meet you this saturday austin texas north door tickets available at challengemaniatx.com all right speaking of rounds of applause let's give one to our guest one of our favorites miss katie cooley All right, let's get right to it. So, Katie, thanks for joining us. I know you had a late shift tonight over at uh, Katie's Saloon. I don't know if you saw the poster for for Challenge Mania Live Austin, Texas, but uh, did it say Katie's Saloon? Oh yeah, <laughs> right above her. It's got Katie's Saloon. It oh. said that for real. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, it just got way cooler. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> your yeah. uh, your artiste does a fabulous job. What up, Craig? Shout out to Craig at Pan14 uh, for anyone looking for an unbelievable artist. Yeah, he uh, does great work, and uh, we hooked him up with Mikey P. I think he did some some album album work for uh, Mikey P., or at least uh, one of the covers of one of their singles that, that just dropped, I believe. So Craig Marriott, and he did the uh, mural over at one of our friends' gyms who will remain nameless since he didn't show up at our New York show. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, dude, Craig Marrier, the best artist in the biz – I was like, yeah, we should go with like a Western vibe, kind of like Deadwood. We can call it Podwood. Have the Young Bucks over there. Maybe I'm a blacksmith. How about Katie's got like a saloon? And boom, that's what he comes up with. It was cute. It's super cute. I saved it to my phone because I'm like, oh, this is cute. Do you look great in this too, Katie? Yeah, that's probably why I like it. What a great artist. <laughs> but 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 then he makes all of us look unbelievable. Yeah, he makes yeah. me you know? look at least five or six degrees better than I look in real life. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, easily. It, it's border borders on Enhanced kind of embarrassing of because I will be like showing this to someone and I will be like holding it in my hand. And like even with that and the context clues of like me being proud of it and holding it. This one actually kind of looks like me. This this body isn't that unrealistic. Whereas, like, there's times I will show someone this, and they will literally say to my face, "Who is that?" And I'll be <laughs> like, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's uh, that's me." <laughs> and oh yeah, no, I see it. Yeah, no, I see it. Like in the uh, in the elbow. Yeah, no, that does look like you. And like, did you notice the wanted poster, D? Can you read that? Wanted, wanted. Diesel Derek. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, awesome. and you notice that the guns, I always have them do, you know, the guns are microphones. I so do you, see that. You, yeah. You're about to chisel your microphone in my you gun. You guys are good. I'm going to have to, like, study it more. And look at yeah. look at Black Zeus in the background. He's kind of like an attraction. Come see the great Black Zeus. You see yeah. that? Did you ever mm-hmm. uh, do a challenge with Marlon? No, you guys wouldn't have crossed over, Katie, would you? No. Yeah. Do you remember him at all? Were you still watching the show back then? I don't. He, I don't think so. 
So Marlon did Real World Portland and then went and did one challenge, did very well, but had to leave the challenge because of financial trouble um, and is, has resurfaced recently under the name Black Zeus. He lives in Dallas. He's going to drive down and be a part of our drive up or down. I'm not sure about the Texas geography there, but and be a part of our show. Um, he's ready to get back on the challenge. Nice. Yeah, so he'll be fun for you to meet. And then the other two guests we have are, are total newbies one of which just won the last season of the challenge hunter. Have you heard anything about hunter before? Yeah. I've watched the, the more recent seasons. Yeah. I watched that whole one, that whole season. So I know who hunter and Nelly are. Got it. Oh, and so, and you call him Nelly. So you're, yeah. you're really in. Oh God. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Nelson. I really do. I hate it. So you called I, him Nelly, but then you're like, I no, hate, I will not call him that to his face. I will call him Nelson. We're not cool like that. I don't know him. I hate when people like do that stuff. So it's like, like you wouldn't call just, you wouldn't call Robert De Niro Bobby De Niro. No, you don't call people nicknames <laughs> when you don't fucking know them. <laughs> See, I didn't know what to do with CT because CT's the kind of guy where it's almost like his nickname becomes his real name, and it's almost like you only call him Chris. If you know him kind of thing, you know, yes, like, I, I felt weird. I felt weird going right to Chris, you know, mm-hmm. and with like, I don't know if you know, it's like with professional wrestlers, you know, some of them just like become, especially when they have like a real fake name. Like I don't call Mike the Miz. I only call him Mike. I've right. never once referred to him as the Miz. I don't talk to but him. But if a like wrestling when- fan was at like an autograph signing and called him Mike, you know what I mean? Like if you called CM Punk Phil, you know, or if you called, I remember, like, for instance, like, Shawn Michaels has been called Shawn I'm Michaels like, for so, so long. I called him that. His name's not Shawn, though. His real name's, like, Michael Hickenbottom or something. But like, He's going to walk up and be like, you think we're cool or something? <laughs> Bitch, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting, the whole the whole name thing. So when, we, when we're all on stage, I'm going to be like, Nelson, I don't know if you know this, but Katie's just dying to call you Nelly. Can we just make that happen? Is that something we can just formalize right now? <laughs> I see him on Twitter and stuff, and people, I don't know. I have no excuse. It's I'll just be like, hey, Hunt. <laughs> so what okay. Hunt? Yeah, that's a, Hey, Hunty. Hey, what, Hunty. What are your opinions of these guys? So you watch the show. You obviously haven't really dealt with them, maybe like a social media interaction or two. But just from watching the show, what are your opinions on, on Nelson and, and Hunter? Because they're both guys who have had – Good episodes and bad episodes. They've had good edits. They've oh, had bad we edits. All. Yeah. So, so how do you? Where do you land on them? I think they've been, especially Hunter's been kind of polarizing lately. Um. Yeah. I. I actually kind of felt bad for him, to be honest. Uh, losing. Oh God, I can't imagine that. That would just be like infuriating. Um. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have an opinion about them, really. I mean, you know. They don't seem like like assholes, but I think um, people make fun of that guy Nelson's uh, some of the phrases he uses, and that makes me giggle. So I'll judge if I feel like I can make fun of him, and then I'll have a field day. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Nelson phrase? Do you can you can you rattle? Um, I saw your head? I saw some needy greedy stuff. Yes. We yeah. may or may not sell needy greedy T-shirts in the Challenge Mania show. Yeah, I think I I saw them there. They uh, like that's funny to me. 
Well, the guy, the and, man does. The man's a poet. I don't know if you know this, but the man is. I mean, you guys think that this is just him kind of speaking haphazardly. The guy plans this. He sits there with a felt pen and a notepad, and he says, "How am I going to change the world today? I think I might take nitty gritty and put my spin on it." And he did <laughs> that, and lives were changed that moment. So, I yeah, mean, the man is a modern day, a modern day Edgar Allan Poe, if you ask me. And he said something dumb on one of the shows. I don't remember what what he said, but I was laughing. Yeah, which which is which is why this challenge when you're live in Austin, Texas, is going to be funny. Is because I, know, I hope he says something like <laughs> stupid. <laughs> It'll, it, it, I I don't know if stupid's the word, but I, I will say that when you give no, someone I'm a not live mic, he's stupid. No, just no, no. Like, well, well. First of all, the odds of all of us, or at least one of us, if not all of us, saying something stupid are about ninety five percent. When you have when sure. you have live mics yeah. and you have an audience and and challenge mania live, I mean that's just the magic of these things. But it is going to be a nice group. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Might get off to you know it might be a little bit clunky at first because there's not that much familiarity between you guys. But hopefully you get to know each other during the meet and greet and in the green room before and then when we hit the stage. It's just it's magic. Well, yeah, I think it's like the goal to say something stupid. So it's, it's laughter the whole time. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And let me just preface with, I will definitely say something stupid. I I'm not insulting his intelligence to see what I'm saying right now is stupid. So there we go. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, we'll see. Like I grew up with Katie saying hi, stupid to me on like a regular basis, but I didn't take it as like, she was calling me stupid. It was like, that's what she like. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? What's up, hun? Whatever, whatever that meant to you is I, I it, it felt harmless, you know? So yeah. it's like one of those greeting cards you get that says happy birthday, stupid, happy Valentine's day, stupid. We've yeah. all gotten them. Um, so no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm dead yeah, serious. I mean, I will I be, I will <laughs> greet people like, Hey asshole, how are you? Like, and mean it in like the absolute friendliest way. I want to know as a as a woman, but uh, but a woman who's also been on this show and know how tensions flare and know how you know things can get heated and there's a lot of drinking and stuff gets said. When you found out that Ashley validated her decision to take the half a million dollars from Hunter based on what he had said to her earlier in the season, did you think that was enough? Did you think that was sort of her, you know, repurposing that as validation? And, and what would you do if you were in a similar instance and someone had said those things to you, called you those names and said that if you ever, you know, came after their money, they would come after your family, I think. to paraphrase. Well, I mean, I'm not, I, I felt bad for him, but I don't totally disagree with her I, in the sense of, I mean, at that point you're looking for a reason. It's like, Oh, you, you bumped into me in the bathroom earlier. So now I have to take the money. You want to justify your reasoning. I don't know, but, um, you make threats on my family. You're pretty much fucking done. So, mm-hmm. well, how, well, how about, how about tomorrow night on, uh, on, uh, the episode Hunter's getting into it coming after Johnny's throat. It looks like, and Leroy steps in to sort of, Oh, uh, I haven't seen that preview. I saw last week's episode. I really struggle with watching that. And I'm, um, uh, my other show, but it's not on on Wednesdays anymore. Never mind. A million little things. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I didn't see that preview though. I record it and then usually I don't see for next week, but do you watch like the big brothers and uh, like any of these other shows that, you know, like Florida Bama shore or, uh, or what's the other one party down South. Do, you no. watch any of, do any of these other people look familiar to you? No, not yeah. none. 
I have never watched an episode of Big Brother, and I know everybody loves it. I just haven't seen it, so I'm, like, not sure when to jump in. But oh, you should jump in when you have four and a half hours a week in the middle of the summer, and just every day you're just filled with free time. Because that's the only way you could possibly take on that mastodon of a show. Like, I recorded The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I cannot wait to watch it later. Um, it just premiered tonight, so, like... I like the housewives. I like Southern charm. I like Vanderpump rules. I'm a Bravo chick now. <laughs> interesting. Mm. Yeah. They haven't, I mean, they did the one. It's so interesting because they had faith was like kind of the intro into the Bravo world. I knew who she was. Yes. So I you, knew who she was, which came on. There. I was like, everyone, Oh my gosh, she's the one who had sex with Jax. Right. And he everyone felt Brittany the need to tell us <laughs> that, Hey, just so you guys know, like she's not like a big deal over there. She did like this one thing. She had an affair yes. with like the lead guy, but she like, there's, so many better people they could have chosen and stuff. And, you know, I think it's funny because when people, you know, dive into these other shows and know these other shows so well, and they're like, do the math. Like, why wouldn't you take the most important people from these shows? And sometimes those people don't want to come over. Sometimes those people are just fine where they're at. So but right. it just so yeah. happens that she didn't end up paving the way for a ton of Bravo folks. This season is, is void of them completely. I think. Yeah, I mean, she her only storyline was sleeping with a guy who had a girlfriend, and then that was it. She disappeared. To be fair, that's a common storyline on the challenge as well, so it's not like she wasn't auditioning yeah. for similar. So, yeah. so well, well, but I watched that show, and it, the, the storyline was based on what he did, but her scenes, or whatever you want to call it, were very little. She did an episode of our podcast entirely from the loudest portion of a shopping mall. And I've never spent longer editing an episode. And I had to edit out like entire conversations that she had with people in the middle of the interview. Derek, do you remember that? Do I remember it? Not, not, not only do I remember it and you, you're probably not going to say <laughs> what, what we cut out because it was kind of, it's getting kind of crazy in there, but uh, yeah, it's nobody's business, it, but not, uh, it was, not, it got check out neither, awkward. Yeah. Not, neither nah. were there. Scott also thought she was gold. Like after the podcast, he thought she was so golden that he decided to send her like a bunch of challenge mania swag. And then we just like never heard from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, she totally wore a car Maria shirt just because she, she think it was funny. You yeah, know, she after didn't, calling her she didn't go call. for it. I, yeah. I did. I think I sent her a, I sent her a few things, but I also sent her, I think, a Team Cara shirt because I thought she would think that was funny. Maybe the person who we overheard her talking to intercepted the package and was like, nah, fuck those dudes, and just she's never seen it. And so to her, <laughs> she's like, those guys ghosted me. They never sent me anything. I hate them. And to us, we're like, wait, we sent her all this merch. She didn't get back to us. And the person that will remain nameless who we overheard, maybe that person just won this whole ordeal that that's what i'm gonna guess if you guys talk in code when i meet you in austin i will punch you both in the face I just, i'll be like no that's not gonna work i get it on the podcast but i need to know fucking names oh now. i will tell well we don't know no. his name we just we don't know his name or we we don't necessarily know exactly who he is but uh he didn't sound like the nicest fellow uh, well here, here, here's the thing here's what i think happened katie i think scott went ahead and was like she is so cool and so fun. I'm going to send her a Kara shirt, a Kayla shirt, uh, some other, you know, girl shirt, a Jemmy shirt. And it turns out that like, you know, it, that, that faith doesn't think any of this is funny. And then she just uh, like ghosted us. 
No, but I sent her like challenge mania stuff too. Um, I'm going to go with my theory, which is it was intercepted in transit and, uh, we'll just stick with that. But no, I did think on the, cause she didn't get much time on the show. She had one quote I really liked when she said the thing about Kyle, that's what pirates do. They steal booty, but she didn't get too much airtime. But on the podcast, I, her personality really came through and she's very self-deprecating and humble and funny. And so I actually, I did, I did really like her on the podcast. I thought she was cool too. I thought she was cool. Too. I wish she would have maybe told more of the people in her life that day that she was going to be recording a podcast. Yeah, and 100%. so they were better prepared because <laughs> they seemed to be astounded and, and kind of put off by the fact that their shopping trip got interrupted um, and they were not having it, but that's all I'll say there. Yeah. What were your, uh, what, what were I your, mean, could you imagine she was like, you know I mean? Hanging out with someone and she's like literally on the podcast with us for a long time, like an hour and 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, no, it's funny. I mean, you're, you, I'm sure we've all been there when that friend takes that phone call and it lasts a little longer than you thought. And then you're like, oh, I guess we're going to walk around the store with you on the phone. Oh, I guess you're going to finish eating with your phone to your ear. Okay. Well, that's sort of what happened, except we had, like, planned to interview her at that moment. And it was kind of in our schedule. Well, yeah, you just kind of, like, say, oh, hey, I'm going to – I'm, like, I went upstairs in my husband's office, and I'm, like, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah, see, she went to, like – She went to, like, the dressing room of a TJ Maxx. And, uh, and that was kind of the equivalent. That was the best she could do. And I don't know how he found her there, but I think he did. Anyway, but much love for doing the whole podcast. Yes, 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 and yes. Guts. Well, it's funny. People will ask me occasionally. We've had people who have come on the show while they're driving or, you know, maybe they're sitting in their car or Marie one time did an episode from the center of a forest, I believe. You could hear crickets if you had your volume up very loud. We had that famous one in the mall. We've had drive through encounters and people will say, I mean, can't you do better about like the locations and stuff? And like we try and it's sort of implied when you're like, hey, do you want to come on our professional uh, online radio show here? But like once that happens, like that's like kind of all we can do is just run with it. And to be honest with you, scheduling these things in general is tough enough. So if somebody's going to be generous with their time and fit us into their day, we'll just kind of take it however we can and hope that the audio issues aren't that bad. And then I'll just sit there glued to my computer for six and a half hours, editing out as much background noise as possible. Oh yeah. There's no way I would say, can you please like donate or, you know, like allocate an hour of your day. If you're not able to do that, let's reschedule. Yeah. We try try that, but then they're like, no, you didn't mention, you didn't say I couldn't be on splash mountain during the call. And I'd be like, I thought that goes without saying, all right, let's ask Katie her opinion on last week's uh, premiere of the show, because you know, I think it's so rare that and people from your generation, Katie, when you guys do stick around and pay attention to the show in real time, we love it because we love getting your perspective. And that's kind of rare at this point. A lot of you guys are like, nah, I'm busy. I don't really care. It's not for me. I've moved on. So what were what was your first reaction to the premiere of War of the Worlds? Um, I mean, everyone, I mean, it didn't seem that different from the other ones. I mean, it's always... They got to ride four wheelers. That was cool. And um, roll down a sand dune to catch a ball and stuff. I mean, it, I, none of it would have been like, this is the shocking one. They always do that every season, just like every bachelor season is the most amazing. They're all the same to me. They really are just different people. But I'll watch. What did you think about getting like 17 new people all at once? That, that Well, 
to me, I'm like, don't know, don't know, don't know. I don't know who any of the people are except for the challenge people or people that have been on the challenges. Because like, I said, like, I don't watch Big Brother and I don't watch any of those exes um, on the beach, any of those shows. So that's like not said, too dissimilar people- from the average person, myself, Derek, and a lot of our listeners. I mean, for the most part, you might get someone who, yes, has watched like one of the X on the beaches or I Big love Brother. X on the beach. Derek loves X on the beach. He gets $15 an hour to tweet about it. But I mean, the thing <laughs> is that most of these people are from shows that you can't watch legally over here. Some of them are from Survivor Turkey or Geordie Shore, Australia. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, so, like when that now I know that guy Kyle from the challenge, but I don't what that wasn't that the name of the show he was on? Just when you get to know Kyle, now they've introduced Bear, who is just like another version of Kyle. Yeah, it'll take me a minute to kind of get, you know, used to some of the people, but yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> Any first impressions of anybody in the hour of television? I don't know if you watched the hour before that, the like meet the cast episode. Oh no, I didn't even know. No. I mean, honestly, the only show on MTV I watch is The Challenge. I sometimes will catch uh, some Jersey Shore. <laughs> no, you don't watch Teen Wolf? No, no. And I don't, I don't want to talk about or watch Teen Moms either. Yeah. Well, there goes my next four questions. Oh, God, so many wolf Sorry. questions. Cool. Um, cool. Uh, go ahead, Dee. Well, I'll jump in on this. So just, just to go back to, like, the whole, uh, you know, the whole fate thing and, like, go, you know, uh, lots of people have – come on the podcast and unknown from unknown places. Just like remember TJ's first interview. Like he was like having breakfast. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, on the phone, we didn't get him on Skype. Right. You know what I mean? So like to give people, you know, give everyone like a, a, you know, a little bit of, you know, leeway with this, like we'll take the interview. Sometimes we don't care where it's at. Well, I think it's also, I work, for a production company. So I understand about sound in audio booths and stuff like that. So, well, TJ Lavin, when you get, when you're an upstart podcast and you have TJ Lavin agree to come on for your 12th episode, when you try to get him to get Skype and he's like, can I just do it from my phone? You're like, okay, fuck it. Let's just wing it. Uh, and that's what we did the first time. And like towards the end of the interview, all of a sudden you heard like in the background, like honey mustard or barbecue sauce. All right, yeah, yeah, no, maybe Buffalo. All right, yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. And like, but this next time, a year later, what a difference 365 days makes. He was on Skype. He sounded great. I don't know where he was, but it was beautiful. No interruptions. So, well, uh, I think by that point, he had already started his own podcast and and kind of kind of got it right. He was like, I, the sound quality matters. Just, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, no. TJ, like he, he had, TJ's the he, man. He this is riveting, guys. I'm sure your listeners are fascinated. Yeah. By All right, this. let's get to some questions. <laughs> so we got a ton of questions. Some of which I want to save for Saturday because I think they're going to get juicy. But let's get let's get to some listener questions. Lindsay wants to know, Katie, who do you think are the greatest challengers of all time? Um, I guess of all time. Um. Like in winning or just entertainment or you, why don't you pick one for Both. each? Both because we just had the challenge mania awards. I don't know if you saw that. I, I mean, kinda... yeah, I saw some of it, like some of the, the people tweeting and stuff. Um, yeah, I think Cara Maria, I think Derek, I think Johnny bananas, I think, uh, coral, um, let's see who else. Brad. I mean, I just think of people that have done it consistently that have, uh, you know, overall a good track record and that are fun to watch. 
I mean, yeah, like Johnny's probably the winner because he's done so many and he's won so many. This person, their Twitter is at I am dramatic. And but Matt is capitalized, so I'm going to assume his name is Matt. Two questions. I'm going to ask both of them because I like him. They're both very dramatic. First one: Who is a challenger, past or present, who everyone seems or seemed to love, but you disliked and never got along with? Um. Okay. I I, I know the answer to this. I'm trying to think because I feel like I'm like, how do people like this fucking person? Let me let me but, rev it up while you think about it. Let me rev it up. Okay. So now that we started talking about that. I'm trying to remember like Katie's, you know, persona on the show, right? Like, like everyone like loved Katie, but I think that, you know, she, part of the reason of her constantly being called back is for those people to sort of like rev her engine, right? Like piss her off. And, 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 and the network probably thought, you know, if we could get Katie to blow up once or twice a season, like it's all worth it. Right. So, you know, I'm just trying to remember, but these, you know, the question is not about like, who did you obviously not like, you know, it's, it's sort of about like who on the down low did you just like not get that everybody else was into that you were just like, not for me. Yeah. But how about um, like when, when you wanted to like kill Sarah, right? Like didn't everyone like love Sarah and then you wanted to like, yeah, but I think I was wrong, and I've said that a million times. I mm. think in that moment I was wrong because Sarah is very likable. I mean, she is. She's. I Why was did wrong you want to kick? Can you that. refresh people's memory? Why did you want to kill Sarah? Oh, I mean, gosh, it's, it feels so <laughs> weird rehashing it. Okay, so That's uh, what we do here. I'm one of the. Yeah, true. Uh, on one of the challenges a million year, years ago, um, I think we were in Thailand, and. They, uh, you can't flush the toilet paper in the toilet and you just pee and you're supposed to throw the toilet paper in a trash can, but no one did. So the toilet was constantly clogged, like nonstop people would poop, pee, whatever it was clogged. And, um, so there was a plunger that was always used to fix the toilet. And I came in and in my bed was a plunger. And oh. the plunger like made my sheets wet. I mean, clearly had been in poopy water and I walk in and the room is filled with people and they're all laughing at my expense. And that like really set me off. And so, and I know, I know it's Johnny or Evan or Kenny. Like I'm, I'm not dumb. I knew it was one of those three guys, but <laughs> So everyone's just kind of laughing and chuckling and, and I just was pissed and, um, Sarah was in there and she was new. I didn't know her and I was pissed. She was laughing, which is stupid because everyone in the room was laughing. Um, but I didn't know her and I thought, who the hell are you to be laughing? You new bitch, whatever. I don't know who the hell I thought I was, but and so I just, it was misdirected anger and I just like started flipping out and, and it just all zoned in on just one person. And, um, and I felt bad afterwards because she didn't deserve it. I mean, the whole room deserved it, but like, I was just, I was pissed. I had a plunger in my bed. Yeah. I got, I got a good one. I got a good one. Derek, you were there, right? Yeah. I've, I was there at a couple of them where I'm like, so, you better not have laughed, scumbag. 
No, I, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no, I can't even do that. No, I, like somebody not, find the footage. And if Derek's laughing, he's getting punched in the face. Uh, you know how, you, I, you know what <laughs> I would be doing? I would be like trying to get out of your point of view, right? Like I'd be trying to like <laughs> yes, move away from your point exactly of view. So you don't look so at me it. and think that I put the plunger in your bed. I, I wouldn't have thought you did, uh, but I knew but, who did. Yeah. But it could have been a laugh. It could have been a smirk. No, and I'm then, joking. I'm joking people. Um, but, but anyway, there was another time where, um, how about Emily Schramm? Remember when you kicked her bed? Yes. That was what was that? What show was that? Did you hate Emily Schramm? No, I don't. I'm trying to find the person. I'm trying, I'm trying to find the person. Uh, no, no, no. I, yeah. See, I mean, I was mad at her, but like, I didn't have enough interactions with her to, to hate. I don't hate anybody. I swear to God, I don't. Um, she's got, uh, I, I, you know, one person I thought I'd get along with, um, when I watched their season and was like, Oh, we're going to be awesome. And didn't like was Abram. Mm. Abram and I just never like that was got really- along and he seemed to get along with a lot of people, but we never got along. I mean, any, I felt like if I was talking, he gave me a look like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just, yeah, we just, I, so I avoided him. We, uh, we didn't get a question about this, but this just popped into my mind because we spoke about this with Wes last year when he was on the podcast. And I was actually talking to him about it last Friday when we went out to dinner. Is that like failed boxing league he tried to start? that uh, basically was supposed to be like a challenge companion show where you guys trained and either fought in MMA or boxing. I forget what it was, but you were apparently a part of this. You know what I'm talking about? Um, a little bit. And you got yeah. like hurt in the training? Uh, no, not in the training, but yeah, I did break a rib. Right. How did you break a rib? I fell off <laughs> my friend's uh, like balcony. Not, not a tall one, just a normal railing, uh, uh, railing on a porch. And I was leaning back and laughing and I was trying to reach for it and fell. And I landed on a pipe that was in the ground and my rib hit the pipe. That sounds wow. very painful. But that was during the like, so not technically during training, but like during the training portion of the yes, schedule. Yeah, it, was, it had nothing to do with, with the actual physical training of it. But that was one of the most painful things ever. So I think it's one of the like to me least covered like I I just think it's such an amazing story that nobody knows anything about that like when Wes brought it up on our podcast last year I was I thought he was like trolling me because it sounded like a lost like 30 for 30 episode this like failed attempt at creating a boxing league that would work in tandem with the challenge where he had all you guys under contract and you guys were going to do these fights and you were training and all this stuff went wrong and people got injured left and right and people like you know kind of dropped out and this and that and he lost all this money and it's funny because he obviously then goes on to create this you know, incubator and he's this great businessman who has this great knack for building companies and investing yeah in this he's like super successful amazing and it's funny that like early on he obviously had this entrepreneurial spirit and had this idea totally. and, and it's sort of one of those like little things where it's like you know someone's first idea or you know first go around rarely works out but this failed miserably his words not mine uh, for a variety of reasons and I I just think it's something nobody knows about. He talked about it on our podcast. You were a part of it. What do you remember from this? How were you approached and how was it pitched to you? 
Oh my god! I, I I'm serious. I barely remember. It was uh, you were almost involved in a fight league, Katie. How do you not remember yeah, well, this? No, I mean I don't remember like how I was asked and the contracts and stuff. Um, I had gloves and I had I still have the yellow um, bandages to put around my hands and um, yeah, and I went to a few trainings and I thought it was fun, but when I broke my ribs, I like that was it. God, it's like, I just would love to know what that phone call was like. Like, hey, what's up, Katie? So I know we're on this like fun reality show where we like compete and drink together and stuff like that. I also was wondering if you'd be like, you know, willing to, I don't know, punch Veronica in the face for money, uh, like extracurricularly. It was, I think it was Tanya. Tanya, right. So I, I didn't even know exactly what it was, but like, you know, even better, you know, <laughs> like I, that's just insane. That My mom was really upset about it. I remember that. And I would love to know like, how cool was MTV about it, how cool was BMP about it. This just sounds so surreal that this was something that almost happened. And it's but I like, feel like it didn't almost happen. I feel like it was the it was squashed in the early stages. Right. I mean, it, it had to be. Like, I mean, there's no I'd intel like, on this. Yeah, yeah, there, 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 there is, but it's it's not. I don't know how you're. I I don't know what you heard, but it was probably like six people. That maybe that maybe knew about it, and you know, maybe his you know Wes's dream was like this is going to be, you know, a larger than life thing, but it wasn't. Well, it's funny because you know I don't Wes, think it went very talk, far. When he talks about it to this day, and this is just like a great salesman, a great pitch guy, he talks about it in like what it could have been and what like, you know, the spirit in which it was intended and this and that, and then, you know, brings it back down to earth by what went wrong, etc. So I have this envision that like, you know, he, but he's like, yeah, I bought a ring. I had a training compound. We had sponsors. We had a TV deal, like all, and I'm, I'm yeah, see, I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know if all really that's didn't. true, but he probably, he probably I, had a, go ahead, sorry. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't doubt it's true. I just, I must've dropped out so early on that it, it, when that all happened, I just, I didn't know all that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, look, it's something that does not sound anywhere close to feasible in 2019. So I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by how close it actually came to being a thing back when you guys were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. I think you kind of answered this last time. I forget if this question was posed the same way or if it was like, who are your favorites today? But um, Ashley wants to know, who would you say is the modern day Katie? Did we ask you that last time? Scott, uh, Scott, I, I think he needed people to fight. I think he needed people to fight and he couldn't get people to fight. So he just paid people to fight each other? No, there, there was no fighting. It never came through because there was no fighters. Well, they all got hurt or quit in the process, but that the goal right. was to do the goal was to like be, you know, you know, who can cut it in the ring and like take these feuds from the challenge that never really get to play out in like true fight form and do like a companion fight show. I mean, it's not the worst idea in the world, to be no, honest. It sounds like a great idea. I think they should just put a ring in the challenge house, like I've talked about before. But I mean, man, you know, you know how much injuries you know how injuries can happen to like non-professional, you know, athletes, boxing, you know what I mean? Like it's dangerous, you know? So, yeah, I mean, people are getting hurt in training, you know, it's just, and you know, you're not, not everyone on the challenges is this like competitive, you know, beast of, of well, a human, you know, back in, back in my day, but no, um, 
I mean, I was really scrappy back in those days and I felt like I was not athletic, but I physically could, you know, I was tough. But wrestling fans will get this analogy. He was trying to put together the challenge version of the brawl for all. And we all know how well that worked (laughs) out for WWE. Um, Okay. So who do you think is the Katie of today? So funny, spunky. What was the word you just said? You were scrappy, uh, you know. Get into an argument from time to time. Wear your heart on um, your sleeve. Who's that? Well, I'll just say Marie because I like her because she, she's she got that. Um, I mean, I don't want to be like, she reminds me of me, but just because like she's kind of unapologetic about who she is. And I find that refreshing and not trying hard. And even on the, like the last season, like I don't care if everybody hates one person. If I don't, then I'm not doing what everybody wants me to do. Like I always have thought for myself and I feel like she does. So maybe she's not the most athletic, but when she like didn't side with the lavender ladies, like good for her or stood up, you know, like I like people that think for themselves and not, I cannot stand a follower. And if that's one thing I'm raising my daughter is you beat to your own drum. If they're all going right and you think you need to go left, go left. Like, just stop that. And I feel like that's one of the things that drove me crazy on the show is the amount of followers. I mean, it's like they can't think for themselves. They like who they think they should like based on watching previous seasons. They hate who they think they should hate based on previous seasons. It's like, make your own damn decisions. No, no. Like, I can't stand that. And it's like, hey, all, hey, everyone. And I get like, all voting one way because yes, it's people are more likely to vote in one direction because that means it's not on them. But in the overall of the way people treat each other and stuff, like some of that's just stupid. All right, guys, more with our guest in just a minute. I just want to take a quick sec to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. I went with omnivore when they sent me my sample, and Lindsay and I absolutely loved it. Here's how Green Chef works. I know some of you guys know a lot of these services that mail you meals. Well, of the many that I've tried, Green Chef has been my favorite. They let you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. The ones that I got, they said they took about 30 minutes. I think they probably took me like 25. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. What I love the most about it, because I've done some of these before where you have to do absolutely everything, some of the stuff like the sauces, the aiolis, they came pre-bagged and pre-made, so that cut out a lot of the preparation time for me. I absolutely love that. Green Chef makes achieving your 2019 goals easy, and trust me, I have a ton of them now uh gained a little bit of weight over the winter not gonna lie with dinner options that work around your lifestyle not the other way around let green chef do the meal planning grocery shopping and most of the prep for you week after week recipes include pre-made measured sauces dressings and spices so you can get more flavor in less time that's what i was talking about they do the work with the sauces and it really helps cut down the preparation time with green chef it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook just ask Lindsay; she thought i was husband of the year three times the week that i got green chef and i will be ordering it once again if you want to get 
$50 off of your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash mania. That's right, $50 off your first box of Green Chef. I'm not kidding. Go to greenchef.us slash mania. I told you, we did the omnivore. It was amazing. These recipes were dynamic. They were fun. They were interesting. The best recipes I've ever gotten. And we have tried every delivery service in the book. All right, back to our guest. We, uh, we got a couple questions about the Inferno. First one, also from Matt, the dramatic one, says, On your season of the Inferno, did you genuinely really hate your team, or did the show exaggerate the hatred? Oh, I definitely think the show exaggerated um, a lot of it, because that was like my favorite show. And, um, and not just because I won, but I mean, I really had fun on that show, and I actually had a lot of friends on that show, but... Uh, they focused on who I didn't get along with and my arguments and those things way more than like happy, you know, fun moments. But like, that was, that was a fun show. And back then we still had cameras and I have like tons of pictures from, you know, those shows, those early days. And yeah, no, I, I liked that. Um, I liked that show a lot. So, but I know when you watch it, it's like, holy shit, does anyone like that girl? I mean, my mom would cry watching it. She'd get so upset. Um, she thought people were so mean to me. And I'm like, mom, I swear, unless I'm just really stupid and naive, I think I had fun there. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anybody uh, on that team that you genuinely disliked? I mean, at the time, I didn't like Veronica. Um, I mean, we were 23 and on a competitive, you know, television show and there was, but it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it just, it was things that we said to each other and it escalated and, you know, on those shows, your emotions are heightened and, um, but we were literally fine by the time we landed back in LA. I mean, it wasn't this thing that people still tweet me the gifts of the fight and like, and I'm like, that's so weird to me. I mean, it literally is so weird to me because I'm like, I can't believe you guys hold on to that shit. Like it is, it was over before it aired. (laughs) Um, Greg Holcomb also has a question about that season. He says, after all the hate from your teammates during Inferno, you ended up being the real MVP of that final much like Sarah during the previous season. How much of a difference did your friendship with Trishel make while figuring out the answers to the last puzzle of the Inferno final? How long did you end up keeping the Saturn? He also wants to know. Um, Oh, I sold the Saturn and, um, I remember the Saturn. Well, yeah. Well, you remember my red Saturn. I already had a Saturn, so I didn't need to win another one. My Wait, Saturn was already. You, you yeah, won a Saturn. I like won the car already... I already had. For those, for kids listening, they're not going to know what the fuck a Saturn is. So a Saturn uh, was like a, was like a sedan, right? No, is uh, right. I mean, Mainly well, most people it was have a two door. Is a two door. So it's a coupe. Yeah. Yeah. Because right to correct me if I'm wrong, they're not around anymore. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So people are going to be like, but I you, had a what red is a Saturn? Saturn. A phone? Huh? I'm people, sorry. Like millennials are going to listen to this and be like, okay. what is a Saturn? Google a phone? Saturn. Yeah. 
I had a Saturn SC2, and it was red. Was it like maroon? My babysitter drove a maroon Saturn when I was growing up. No, it was red. It had a spoiler. I thought it was cool. But when I won the Suzuki Grand Vitara on road rolls, I sold that, took the 20-something thousand, paid off my Saturn, and moved to L.A. with the rest of the So there are no rules that state that when you win a prize like that, you're not allowed to resell it? Because, like, John Cena got in trouble recently for, like, selling some sort of a pickup truck that he was given. Like, I know sometimes you're not able to do that. You're, you're, whatever you win on the challenge, you can hawk right away. Is that how that works? Um, I mean, at least then there weren't rules. They don't give cars away now. Now you don't even get prizes after each thing, but there again, it's a million dollars. So I guess that works out. But, um, but yeah, you, you knew you were going to win a car because there'd be like set, like this is sponsored by Saturn. So we're like, okay, if you make it to the end, you're winning a car. So I won two cars and I sold both of them. So the Saturn that I had that Derek probably remembers is my red Saturn. Um, so I sold the one that I had won, but what are the yeah. odds that you already have? Well, actually the odds are probably pretty good back then. Cause everybody had a Saturn, but still, I mean, what are the odds that you already owned a Saturn and that's the car you win? Were you like, can I have a different car? Yeah. Well, and also this is a, this is something a lot of people don't know on TV. You see people winning. I think they showed everybody winning a Saturn. Maybe it was an SUV. And it was actually a car with, like, no power windows, no power locks, like the most basic bullshit you've ever seen. So they told you you were getting a Saturn and you got, like, a Pluto, really, is what happened. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was, like, yeah, people (laughs) were very mad. I think everybody, except for, like, maybe Kendall kept hers. (laughs) Kendall would keep hers. And, yes, I liked Kendall on uh, on my Inferno, by the way. I love Kendall. She's a sweetheart, and I think she should totally be on another challenge. Um, we were roommates in LA and, um, when we were on Inferno, like she was, she was on my side. She, I mean, you know, like she was my friend. <laughs> so yeah, she wrote in a question. And Tim for this Becky, podcast. He was, you know, like, yeah, like I liked Timmy. I mean, there were people that, that I obviously liked. Um, there's another guy. I cannot remember his name for some reason. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah. He was cool. Like, did uh, is Greg onto something here that your friendship with Trishel made a difference in you guys figuring out the last puzzle in the final? Well, she wasn't there on the final of the Inferno. What is home. Greg talking about? She lost to the Chili Peppers that she went against. Uh, I think it was Leah. Maybe. No, I take no, everything Greg was, Holcomb says uh, as gospel. So maybe he means did Trishel like train I, you in I, puzzling before? No, no, no. Um, I've always been smart, damn it. No, it was, I think it was her name that made me win the puzzle. It was T-R-I-S-H-E-L-L-E. And oh, that then, was the puzzle? So, yeah. Like oh, it was a that's crossword what he means. puzzle. Yeah. So Trishel's name. So I'm standing there and I'm like, Trishel. And that's it. See, Greg Holcomb <laughs> always knows the way. Greg's so smart. Um, Kendall Oh, I have in. to say hi to Shimbo. Hi, Shimon. Shimbo. Shimbo, <laughs> we met a couple weekends I ago. I know. He told me. He's unable to come to most of our Saturday shows, but D stuck around, and we did a, a Royal Rumble viewing party. God, and Derek, we've known him a million years. 
Yeah, he's got some cool pictures from way back in the day. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a, a very sweet man. He came and hung out with us and watched a few, way more hours of wrestling than I think he wanted to, but uh, met some of the Challenge Maniacs, hung out with us. I think we get to meet his brother as well. So uh, very fun meeting. Shimbo, thanks for coming down. Yep, yep. Here's yeah, he's another fave. What are you were saying? I was going to say, yeah, he's not here. Kendall Shepard wants to know. She says, <laughs> I need to know where she gets her design inspirations and who has been her biggest inspiration. Also, would she ever include a construction paper fireplace oh at Christmas time? And then in parentheses, I don't know if she remembers. Uh, so, I totally remember. That's a vanity question. And I oh asked it God. anyway. So uh, when me, Kendall, and Trishel were roommates, um, we came home one night and Kendall constructed a fireplace out of construction paper. Like she cut out this, the little bricks and then took a pair of each of our socks and like hung it up on the mantle, <laughs> the fake mantle. Cause we lived in LA and we didn't have a fireplace and she made this cozy little fireplace. So would I do it today? Not uh, downstairs or I would do it in my daughter's playroom. I think that would be cute. Well, now they have that electronic fireplace you can l- watch on Netflix. So that's like sort of the high-tech version of that. We have a fire, or we had a fire on tonight. I love them. Fires make me happy. Fireplaces. Um, okay. These are the questions that I'm tempted not even to – I want to save a lot of this stuff for Saturday, particularly the really uncensored stuff, maybe the stuff D and some of your other cohorts might be truly embarrassed by. But I do. I will ask them here as well. So maybe if you have more than one answer to these, you can give the listeners a taste and then the, the real juicy stuff you can save, save for the stage at the North Door. Turbo Security wants to know, what was your favorite moment that wasn't caught on tape or I guess wasn't aired? Um, well, one that was really funny was I think it was Gauntlet 2. Um, we had an egg fight in the kitchen and I didn't know eggs hurt. Like, I mean, I never really threw an egg at anybody before. <laughs> and, oh, I mean, this literally makes me happy thinking about it. Um, Anissa was sitting uh, like at the counter and I'm like, I'm just going to throw this egg at her. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek, do you remember any of this? Yeah, like, wasn't it eggs and cookies? Yes, it became everything. So I throw this egg and it hits her and unexpected. And I could see from her reaction, like, that fucking hurt. And I go, oh my God, did that hurt? She's like, I don't know. Why don't you find out? So she grabs an egg and we just start hurling eggs. It was like, uh, God. Robin, me, Anissa, we, there was egg yolk all over the kitchen. And then we start just grabbing everything. We were pouring milk, juice. I mean, production had to have hated us, but it was so funny and it was so much fun. And we were all in Evie's. I know she was in it. Uh, we were just filthy. And I wished they would have aired that because it was so ridiculous that there's no way anybody could do that in like real life, like in your real home. Like I would literally kill somebody if they even thought to do that in my house. And it's so funny that like on the show, you don't look at it as like your house. You're just like, whatever. I mean, I didn't then I'd be more respectful of it now just because, but you know, it's just that, that moment, I'm like, why didn't they not air that? I, like, had secretly hoped the entire time they would have they would have aired that. That was fun. So is, is, was that not on a day off? That wasn't on a day off? That was with the cameras around? Yes, because I remember um, they were holding on to each other to not slip on our stuff, and they were not happy with us. Mm. But didn't we throw something on, um, make our own slip and slide on a table? Yeah, with, like, 
catch up or something. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yes. We were horrible, but it was fun. Yeah. I think, but, I, but I think that was, <laughs> I remember those days too, because this is this, I think that was probably one of the first seasons where they're like, dude, we have to film on Saturdays and Sundays. They're literally making a slip inside out of ketchup on the table. These drunken buffoons yes. are, are hooking up on weekends, making the most ridiculous slip insides. And they're like going off on their own. They're not coming back. Like, and we're not filming any of this. Like, remember we just like escaped. Like, yes. We, because like, they let me, David Robin and Mark go out to eat for my birthday. And, um, like the four of us just left. I mean, there was a crew following, but we, they drove us to a restaurant. We got to eat and they stopped all that. But that was cool. Like, you know, being able to get out and do stuff. Yeah. Gauntlet to fresh meat. And I'm yeah. Fresh-, fresh meat. Yeah. Cruising around. Here's a similar question more directed at, uh, at D. What are some of your favorite memories or stories of D, particularly embarrassing ones? Here, <laughs> Valerie Davis. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe like a timid one here. Maybe don't <laughs> don't blow the big. None one of them here. are like horrible. Well, okay, I just want to tell one because it makes me laugh, and I've told the story to several people. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Derek, you were wanting help writing a letter to like a, an agent in L.A. because you were like looking for an agent. Uh, so I you love you this know already. you know what I'm talking about. We were in my apartment, and I was helping him write this letter. And I told him, like, I said, Derek, tell him that you love to fornicate. And he's like, okay, what's that mean? I'm like, that means you're a really good actor. Like you are like, you can, you know, act on command and you're really smart and like you can be play different roles. And he's like, okay. And then I'm like, and then, you know, and it was just, I don't even remember all the words, but all of them were like the wrong, obviously just stupid or like, Oh, I can't even remember all of them, but I had him read the email to me before he sent it and he's reading it all serious. He's excited, you know, and it's just like, I, I've been on MTV for five years and I, and I'm so good at fornication. <laughs> just <laughs> so stupid. I'm laughing by myself. <laughs> she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of stupid stories. He wrote an agent <laughs> and, and his qualifications. He yeah. said, I'm good at fornication. <laughs> no, just up like I like to fornicate and like just I made up any kind of word. Like I remember that was one and there was another one. Um, what kind like, of agent a, was this? Because if it was a certain kind of agent, that kind of no, makes sense. No, it was like just like a commercial agent. And oh, I think another one was like, I am a proud fecal theliac. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? That's a person who's obsessed with poop. No, it's so, it's just like every sentence. It was like a big word that didn't match at all what he was saying, and he said it so serious that it was very amusing to me. And then I'm laughing, and he got all pissy and didn't obviously didn't send it. But I that was my favorite. And the soap. Oh my god, the soap. Okay, what was Another the soap? Um, so I went to this like this party where they have uh, like. It was, they were giving gifts away that were, um, soap that looks like vaginas and it was like this pink soap. And so I had it in this gift bag. So I went over to Derek's and I put it in his bathroom, like on a sink and I never said anything. And then he never said anything. And I'm like, Hey, what did you, 
what did you think of that soap in your bathroom? He's like, the pink flower? And then I was just like dying laughing. I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> She's got a lot of stupid stories, Scott. She's Derek. got a lot of stupid Derek I, stories. I need to know, was the decision getting shamed out of sending that email to that agent, was that the best or worst decision you ever made, not, not sending that thing? Uh, you know, this isn't like very clear in no, my he brain. Didn't like, didn't even I, like have it. Like he was thinking of how to write an email. I think he was going to send it to several, and it was just that's the kind of stuff I like to do. You should see the rumors I start about my coworkers at work, and I used to start a lot of rumors on the challenge too. Because you know, we like to pretend here at Challenge Mania that D has an agent. Sometimes I will talk to him as if I'm his agent. I'd be like, D, oh. Booby, you got to give me more of that, more of this. You like to fornicate. Come on, Booby. <laughs> you're here for your love of poop. Booby, come on. I know you pooped, but you got to give come me here, more. Come little picophiliac. Your little sicophiliac. Yes. Come over here. <laughs> Bobby. It was just really stupid stuff. Oh my gosh. But I, like, I would love to be in a room with like some old school people like Adam King because oh, he, I like, he was so funny too. And I told everybody that he had a crooked butt crack. You told oh, people that Adam so King had a crooked butt crack. Yeah. And like, people were like, really? And I'm like, how the hell would I even know that? But yep. They, they believed it. I would tell Right now, everyone at my office thinks one of my coworkers is related to um, Toby Maguire, and I just made that up, and that also he believes in unicorns. Those are two but, I mean, completely different things. So, yeah, but it because I they, and they go off of each other. And another guy, uh, you know, pooped himself at the company Christmas party. It didn't happen, but I think half the office believes it did. Interesting. So one day really someone's fun. just going to find out all of this is a sham. That Spider-Man autograph was forged. There are no unicorns. And I don't know why yes. the party smelt that way. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Just want to take one quick sec to remind you why you need to be at the North Door this Saturday for Challenge Mania Live Austin 216. Here are the reasons. You get some FOMO after you saw the photos from Caroline's a couple weeks ago with Marie and Susie and Alton and CJ and me and Dee and all the maniacs. You get some FOMO this past weekend when you saw the photos from Chicago with Weston Bergman, Nani Gonzalez, Melinda Collins, Tori Hall. Well, guess what? Unlike those shows where that meet and greet was sold out, you can still get tickets to this meet and greet. That's right. You can get in there for the pre-show meet and greet and hang out with me and Dee and Katie Cooley and the Young Bucks, Hunter and Nelson, and Black Zeus himself, Marlon Williams. You can hang out with us for 90 minutes before the show. Get your selfies. Have them record your voicemail message if you want to. Spend some quality time with your favorite challengers before we take the stage for Challenge Mania Live. And if you think that the stories that Katie is telling on this podcast are good, wait till you hear the uncensored stuff about Dee, about Mark, about all the old schoolers that I made her keep tight-lipped about and save for Saturday at the North Door. Go to ChallengeManiaTX.com or ChallengeMania.live and get your tickets today. Meet and greet still available. GA also available. It's going to be a great day in Austin, Texas, Saturday, February 16th. The meet and greet is at 1 p.m. Live shows at 3. Come and spend the whole day with us. Party with us. Everything's bigger in Texas. The Lone Star State. Don't be a loner and stay at home. Come and party with Challenge Mania. All right, my spiel is done. We hope to see you there. This is our last live show for several months, and it's our only stop in the great state of Texas all year. So we want to see you there. All right, back to the show.
the things that happened in the early challenge days, like, are you kidding? It would be yeah. all over TMZ today. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that it's 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 interesting because I think there's a way that people watch this show now, which is and it's a good I mean, it's a good thing to like learn from from television in a way, but it's the show that has evolved, you know quite some bit where now it's like, you know, when something happens on the show, MTV will run like a disclaimer, like, Oh, make sure you don't do this to kids at school and this and that. Whatever. Yeah. But, but it's, it's also the show that was sort of built on, you know, debauchery and antics and all this stuff that totally doesn't really live up to code. But then when you want to play the game and say, Oh, well, if we're getting up in arms about this person saying or doing this, what about these other 4 million instances that we laughed at at the time in 1998 yeah. or 2004, 2007. So it is kind of interesting because it's the same show. It's the same brand. It's the same network. It's a lot of the same people, but the Mm -hmm. times are way different. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything's evolved and you have to go with it or you're suddenly a pervert. Nobody watched it that way. Like, I remember watching the challenge every Tuesday when I was in college or high school or whenever. And nobody, like, after the, the next day in school was like, let's have a discussion about whether what so-and-so did was wrong or whether they crossed a line or whatever. Like, never. And, and I'm not saying that was for better or for worse. It was just not a way we watched the show. It was like pure entertainment. Now today we learn from these things. And I think for, you know, that's a good thing, but it is watched a different way. It's very, you know, it's different. Yeah. Like back in 2004, a guy uh, just, and I, any guy could have walked over and untied a girl's bathing suit top and everyone in the room would have laughed and it would have been like, "Uh (laughs) and then see that D that's where you don't laugh now. Don't laugh now. I can hold her top and she'd be like, Oh my God. Well, what's interesting is though. So I know what you're talking about. And those clips have resurfaced and people are now posting them and starting conversations based on them and saying, Oh, look at the history of this kind of behavior. And, and, you know, both sides are right in the sense that when you watch that, you're like, how the hell did we ever let this happen? And also how the hell is nobody going to talk about this? But then you are also right that in the moment, and maybe it was just people under duress or not knowing how to react or not wanting to feel like the uncool person who's uptight or whatever. But in the moment, it probably did garner more laughs than cringes, you know. Um, and I'm not saying that's because inside those people maybe were maybe they were cringing and just not showing it. But that is why it felt differently back then and played differently. And like when those people were shooting it and editing it and producing it, they put it on the show. Nowadays, it's like, would you air that? Would you pull the person aside? Would you remove? move them from the show who knows you know um you have no idea and it would certainly be something that instantly went viral i think um and no yeah into an issue. and then that person would never have a career again and yeah i don't know i don't know I don't, i'm not i don't necessarily believe all that because the more and more i watch tv the more and more i watch reality tv it's almost like the the more dumb shit you do or or, or not, maybe not the more, but if you haven't done something stupid on TV that could potentially, you know, be bad for, you know, a future real job, it, it, it's almost like it, it's almost politically correct to do have done something dumb on reality TV to where it it, it may not make sense later. But you see, uh, dude, you have Donald Trump as our president. He's done and said some of the dumbest shit in the fucking world. Yeah. He is fucking headline. He is CNN headline news 
all day, every fucking day. He's our president. He made politically politically un- incorrect, politically correct. Well, you know, it's like that's debatable. But I get what you're saying, and you know, it's and like it's an interesting parallel to be honest with you, because he obviously had a reality, reality TV show. career as well, and it's like. <laughs> One that I actually worked on for a season, and I was very up close and personal with him, and got oh. to. S- I, I was I was oh. a talent assistant for for a half a season of that show, and I would watch them shoot the boardroom uncut and hear him in between takes uh, talking, v- you know, very condescendingly to everyone in the room. And at the time, thinking it was hilarious, I was like, "Oh my god, the guy just put Sinbad in his place. He treated him like a heathen. That was hilarious, you know." And like the way he would talk to audio guys and PAs and this that whatever, and it was just like at the time, you're like, "Wow, this guy literally is has this god complex I've never seen." And then flash forward to now, and you're like, "Oh, maybe more people should have been pissed about it then." But look where we are now. But but it's it's interesting that what you're saying about. You know, stuff like that when it comes to a TV career, you know, sometimes being almost necessary in creating a TV personality. I think you're right, D. And I think that at the time when you were on road rules and saying certain things or doing certain things and when Katie was on road rules and the challenge and this and that, the bar was just different from and the wording like you just used, you know, stuff that was, quote unquote, dumb or stuff that was, you know, wacky or whatever. Now, these things, there are certain things, not saying things that either you did, but that some cast members have done and said are just unacceptable. You know, they're like they're reprehensible. They're fireable. Whereas back then it was just like, oh, what a loose cannon puck is, you know, and now yeah. it's like now it's like, wow, you know, if he had done that today, it would have been like, like cut ties immediately, like no callbacks. Yep. Uh, I agree. But uh, it's like, it, it, let's look at let's take a look at a few of our guests that are going to be at Challenge Mania Live Austin on top of that. It's like 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 let's say Nelson, for example, it's like the guy's done. Uh, a couple like borderline, you know, has had uh, uh, quite a few what the fuck moments on TV, right? He had the one Twitter thing, you know, become un- unveiled that, you know, he had been arrested for something like five years ago and he came out and he's like trying to Doesn't like squash anyone it. think he looks like a Wayans brother? <laughs> But listen, but he's got a needy, greedy shirt in the shop and he's laughing about it. You know what I mean? And it's great, you know, but on the other hand, it's like he's going on X on the beach, uh, you know, in the States. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I think he's going on X on the beach in another but country. He hasn't done anything, but the stuff that we're talking about, D, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't care what he did. And he could still be a successful model. But that's what I'm saying is that I don't think he's done anything that reprehensible. Like, you know, he he shoved you out of the way on Dirty 30. He said some things that didn't make a lot of sense. And, yeah, he has some things in his past that he had to do a little bit of, you know, uh, legal. What's what's the word? You know, he had uh, gotten into some legal trouble over, you know, from what I've heard about it. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily judge people too much for for things like that. You know, like that's kind of a victimless crime that he was, you know, apparently involved uh, in. So I, not I, in any uh, way am I putting that in the same category. Well, what did he do? Uh, we'll people, ask him you know, on stage. We'll, we'll ask him on we'll stage. Ask him on Saturday, if he if if he can, okay. you know, if if he wants to talk about. It. I don't think he's wanted to talk about. It. I think he wants to kind of oh, die. I'm sure, I'll appreciate you asking but, him on stage. <laughs> well, but maybe, but maybe in an intimate, you know, I mean, in more an intimate setting, you know, it's. Now, you know, I wanted to kind of tell you about this. It's like back in the day, it was funny because Scott mentioned Allentown, Pennsylvania, 
Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I did my first appearance in Allentown, Pennsylvania with you. Shouts to the guy who was at Chicago this weekend from Allentown, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, by the way. I forget your name, but someone was there. I want to shout him out. That's where we were for your first one. one Yes. And you were late and I almost shit myself. My very first one was in, uh, oh my gosh, it was the, uh, wait. I almost fornicated all over myself. That's what that means, right? (laughs) Shit myself. Nope, nope, nope. Fornicate. So don't, I still don't know what that word means. Ten years later, maybe she was right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mine was in Evanston, Indiana. But uh, I was late. Why was I late? I don't know. I don't know. It's a flight thing. I'm not, I'm not sure. But I do remember talking to you about how I wanted to eat healthier, and I was like, I just ordered a baked potato with cheese and blah 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 and macaroni, and said I don't know something. And you're like, that is way worse than a burger and fries whatever. But yeah, look, my, my point is, you know, what you're going to see at challenge, what I was trying to say about the guys first and foremost is the more, what the fuck moments you have could possibly lead you to another show here, another show there. I mean, I, I've got Kayla on Lindsay Lohan's beach house on my TV right now, you know, who's probably going to get in trouble and, and get into a fight with Lindsay Lohan. That's, that's, that's what's happening. I that might watch that. Listen, Katie, she got into a fight on her last season. I don't know. Maybe got kicked off the last two seasons, right? Now she's on Lindsay Lohan's beach club, right? And the rumor is is she's going to get into an argument, a big argument with Lindsay Lohan on his brand new huge show. So what I'm saying is, is all this like politically incorrect shit that we're talking about leads you to more and more opportunities, you know? Um, so you believe people are being rewarded for bad behavior and that it, you should take advantage of it. You know, if, if you, if you know, they, yes, that's what you think. <laughs> we, listen, we've been, listen, here's the secret. The secret's out. Okay. We've been rewarded for our bad behavior for many, many years. Okay. I just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, do, do we, do we not think looking at it all now that it was the goal to get under Katie Doyle's skin? So she would fucking blow up on somebody? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's how the times have changed. Right. That's how the I'm times have changed. I'm mature now, guys. The, <laughs> the stuff that, that you guys did back then to quote unquote get under her skin, no one would ever use the B word back then. And now anything. What, bitch? Like, no, uh, bullying. But people use that word now. Anytime somebody's using, you know, uh, mind tactics and kind of you're know, trying to get under someone's skin to use Derek's term, or you have more than one cast member kind of ganging up on the other one, and maybe uh, name calling well, or or slut shaming is a term we hear a lot all the time. And and now it's like you hear that instantly. And yeah, but if you're on a show and you're hooking up with multiple people or different a different person every season, you are a slut. There's no shaming about that. You're obviously doing it. You like it. You're proud of it. Your mom and dad watch. You're awesome. Okay, go for it. You are a slut. Which and is I would tell turn. any girl on a show that is acting like that if I was to do a show, and I'm not. But, I mean, I would be like, yeah, that's slutty behavior. And she's like, you're slut-shaming me, and that hurts my heart. I'd be like, fuck off. Stop fucking around. Now, what which, about – Which yeah, is, so which is think- in turn a good thing. Which is in turn a good thing. What's the number? You just say, is it more than one? Do you get what I'm saying? If you're a slut, oh, for what I consider a slut, 
<laughs> yeah, I just don't know where the cutoff is. Like, for instance, because say you were there, say you made the finals, so you're there for like you know a solid couple months. And no, like, I'm you talking know. about a different dude every season. There's no. I'm problems. talking about what if it was more than one dude in one season? What if at the beginning of a season you have a fling with one guy, it doesn't really work out. Then towards the end of the season, you're in the redemption house with another guy. You hook up with him. Just two guys, one season. Does that make you that? In your opinion, <laughs> I mean, really. I have when I would go on the shows and Derek, you might remember this. I would say to some of the girls, don't hook up. You don't have to hook up on these shows. If you like that guy, hook up with them later. Don't do it on the show. Like that is just like the epitome of trash to me. So I don't know. Did you yeah, never, I ne- I'm, I, you never I, hooked I, up I, with more than one guy just, in a season? That what? You never I never even with- kissed somebody on any of the shows I was on. Really? Not a, nothing. Nope. Katie got continuous callbacks because of her her zero, zero, zero to a hundred temper. Because yeah, yeah. I didn't have to go sleep with half the cast to get cast. What again. was the closest her superpower you ever came? was her temper. That's what I want to know. What was the closest you ever came to hooking up with somebody on a show? I was always like a relationship girl. So most of the shows that I was on, I was actually in a relationship. I mean, sure. I, I had kissed guys that, I was on the shows with before, but never on a show. I'm saying I'm not acting like I'm a prude. I mean, or was a prude, whatever it's, I'm saying like, I never wanted to do that on any of the shows because I felt like also like, you know, and I've said this before, like on reality TV, you're either the bitch or the slut. And I was like, I'm not going to be both. (laughs) And, and here, and here's the thing is like, if you're a slut at this point in the game, you might as well own up to it. Yeah, you might as well own up to it and like, you know, make it make it one of your superpowers because because it's it essentially turns into a a good thing. Right. Like like if 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 you're a slut um, or you're hooking up with multiple people, you will likely get more opportunities in, in television, whether it's like bachelor, bachelor, bachelor in paradise, X on the beach or or any other show. Um, and you might as well own up to it because it's essentially, although it, it may have been politically incorrect at some point, it has now become politically correct and acceptable in society or on our television screens at that. You get what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's like, it's becoming a good thing. Like you, you should work in casting. I think you'd be like, I want every slut and bully to come on my show. Yeah. Cause it's okay. <laughs> It's completely okay. In in the challenge it's world, TV. it probably is okay. Yes. Like in, yeah, in real life, I can't, I can't, I could not wrap Obviously. my head around that kind of shit in my normal life today. Obviously. There's no way. I would be like, I don't know what to do with my life. Did you uh, follow any of the off-season holiday drama that we uh, were privy to over December break between some of the challenge cast members? Um, refresh my memory, like say, and I'll tell you if I know about it. Um, Cara Maria, Polly Calafiori, Danielle. Oh, Maltby. I've seen, yeah, the tweets on that stuff. Was that over Christmas? I feel like that was like, yeah, it was ago. like, yeah, it was like right before Christmas. And I think, yeah, I, I have like a distinct memory of being home for that. Well, not home in, in Lindsay's home. You remember the Christmas tree in the background. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I just remember, you know, 
thinking to myself, like, there are so many other things that I'd rather be doing right now, and I am reading and being asked and uh, hearing about all this terrible stuff. But, yeah, so it was definitely around the holidays. Did you pay close attention to that? Did you care? Um, Not really. Um, No. I mean, I I saw some of it, but I wasn't like, ooh. It's usually if I know the people that I'm going to care more. But I'll read some of this stuff or, you know, if like I'll read the stuff. A lot of it are people I might not follow, but I'll see from retweets and stuff like that. Got it. So you don't know Cara Maria well enough to. I mean, uh, I did a couple shows with her, but we never like hung out. And it was I, it wasn't that I dislike her. We were on opposite teams and just in big houses. And so and you don't do the bachelor at all. I used to. I watched the first episode of this one. Did you watch the season that had Danielle on it? She's the third member of this Cara Pauly Danielle love triangle thing that happened. Oh, I thought his girlfriend was from Big Brother. No, she was from The Bachelor. She was, I want to say, was she on Ben's season of The Bachelor? Um, oh, I think I watched his season. She was she was from Nashville. She was tall blonde from Nashville. Um, she was a I want to say she's a nurse, and she made it pretty far. I want to say she was you know top six or so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's very wise of you not to have paid attention to it. So. I yeah. Well, I from what I have seen, I think she's back with him or something. Yeah. I think uh, Kendall or somebody posted something. But yeah, they're back together. Which is, I mean, look, they're, if they're happy, they're happy. It's great. Right? Mm-hmm. None of our business. Sure. Yeah, no. that's definitely true. It's not our business. Until so they... why the fuck are you asking her about it? Because we were just talking about... We're, <laughs> we're, no, because I was curious... Hey, Scott, can I flip the script and I want to ask you questions? Yeah, sure. Um... How do you two know each other? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sick of telling this really boring story. Um, no, okay, give me uh, we, the really Cliff's Note version. Cliff Note's version was about uh, 10 years ago now. We were both doing separate podcasts, and a mutual friend connected us and thought we would uh, get along. And we did. And then we stayed in touch. And then um, we had been kind of circling the idea of doing a challenge-only podcast for years, but neither of us really had the time. And then last November, everything just kind of lined up. Are you from Chicago? No, I I grew up in Stanford, Connecticut, about forty five minutes outside of Manhattan, and I was born in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, I get I get. I'm like I want to ask questions too. No, you can't. I, I d- well, I answered three and a half hours of questions yesterday on Reddit, so I'm in a, oh. I'm in an answering mood. Nice. Did you type? Did you type those? Yeah, every single one of them. That's why Jeez. I took three and a half hours. It was really only four questions. It just took three and a half hours. Did oh, your man. wife watch the shows? Yes, my wife watched the shows before we met, and she still does now, although now she kind of hates watching them with me because I'm so annoying to watch them with because I'll, like, pause and take a screenshot of the screen, and I'll, like, try to come up with something piffy to say, and I'll be texting people as we go and blah, blah, blah. So it takes, like, 
three times as long to get through the episode. And yeah, also I'll be annoying. like multitasking and I'll miss something. And she'll be like, did you just hear that? And I'll be like, no, whatever. And she'll be like, how do you do a podcast on this show where you clearly don't really care? I'm like, I care. I just kind of like know what I cannot pay attention to at this point. Um, but yeah, so she watched the show well, well, well before we had ever met. And it's, I, I remember talking about it on one of our first dates actually. That's um, funny. Because yeah, I, um, I, I watch the show mostly by myself. My husband isn't a big reality TV, you know, person, but sometimes he'll watch it. And when he says, well, that looks easy. I'm like, oh my God, I want to backhand you right now. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> I cannot stand when people that have never been on any kind of like reality show or done any kind of athletic, whatever, or competitive thing. It's like, that doesn't look that hard. Well, my like, wife knows, oh not even competition-wise, but my, my wife knows, my wife is an actress, and she actually has been on a couple reality shows as well. She was on a, a VH1 dating show before we met, and we actually met on set of a reality show I was working on called Restaurant Stakeout. She was That's there, hilarious. She was there oh one God, day. I want to ask you a bunch of questions when it's, I meet you. <laughs> it was really funny. She was there one day as like an actress, and I was the coordinator, and I saw her in the corner of the PO playing heads up on her phone, started talking to her, and the rest is history. Um, and she ended up being in the episode that, that we were shooting. She started a food fight in a restaurant um, on Restaurant Stakeout. Nice. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So she gets reality TV too, and you know it's funny. Like, well, what she got me into Survivor and Big Brother, and for a while there, we were watching The Bachelor and doing like a Bachelor fantasy league and stuff. So she likes this stuff too, which is good because if she didn't, it would really suck to have somebody who was doing a podcast about something that you just like didn't get at all. So at least she appreciates it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get a couple questions in here for you, and then we'll let you go because I want to leave some of this stuff on the cutting room floor. Save it for Austin on Saturday. Everyone's so excited to meet you. Uh, no offense to Hunter and Nelson and Marlon, but when we announced you for this thing, I think particularly some of the older Challenge fans and the people who appreciate the OGs were really excited um, because you're not someone who necessarily comes around too often. So I'm glad we were able to dig you up, for lack of a better term, and fly <laughs> out to come party with us. It's going to be a good time. Is it really been over 10 years since you and D have been in the same room? Um, not maybe not quite 10 years, but it's been close. All right, we'll be telling people 10 years, so I'm gonna ask you again. Is it really, no, I'm just kidding, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. When was the last time you guys saw each other, Derek? Do you remember? I feel like it was in Chicago. See, I want to say Vegas. Oh, <laughs> I do, in the, in the elevator, probably with my ex wife. No, you. You went by yourself. I had my boyfriend with me. Oh. An old boyfriend, not my husband today. It was a boyfriend from a long time ago. Oh. We were there for some reality thing. No, it's coming to me. Some reality bash. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember me and Cara. But I would say that was like, yes, I think Cara Maria and Nani was there. And Abe. I don't remember him. Oh. <laughs> but Nani was there because that's the only time I've met her. Uh-huh. That's so. the first time I met Nani, too. And then I just uh, ran into her. Or she was at Challenge Mania Live in Chicago. Just yeah. So what year was that? That Like, that was at least. Uh, I mean, Nani actually. Years. Yeah, because Nani's season was, I want to say, 2012, was it? Did she say? 
That sounds about, I would say it was like 2012. Okay, let's look this up. Real World Vegas 2002, but when was the other one? 2011. So, yeah. 2011, yeah. Real World Vegas Part 2. So um, I bet it was then, because I think our show was airing. Um, this is an interesting question that somebody asked. Let me just make sure I get their name. Okay, Lisa P. wants to know, you were partnered with Eric on Fresh Meat, but if you weren't paired with Eric, who would have been your pick? Do you remember the other pool of fresh meters? Um, I'm trying Gosh. to remember. You're, you guys are a great, you guys are a great team. I know. I mean, I can't imagine anybody besides having him. <laughs> um, I mean, I probably would have wanted someone like Evan or, you know, even though we don't get along, I would, I mean, it, it I if I was on a show, it would be awesome to be paired with somebody I actually hated because, or didn't get along with because they couldn't get rid of me. Because if I go, they go, and that'd be awesome. All but, right. All so right. it would, but at that point, I wouldn't have known if I liked him or not. But I think I remember being like, oh, "Okay, he looks athletic." I mean, I you don't have a damn clue. All right, everybody, more with the interview in just a moment, but I do have to tell you about a new sponsor we're working with called BetterHelp. Uh, We all have moments in our life when stuff's getting you down, stuff interferes with your happiness, preventing you from being maybe productive, achieving your goals, whether they be daily goals, weekly goals. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to even want to get out of the house. And uh, BetterHelp, what they do is they provide online counseling. You get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and you don't even have to leave your house. We've all suffered from stuff like this, depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, sleeping issues, trauma. It's all stuff that is a part of life. And uh, anything you share with your counselor is absolutely confidential. That's a must. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you no matter what your issue is. There's four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's affordable, professional, convenient, secure, and we're really proud to be working with BetterHelp because they are providing a fantastic service for anyone who needs it. And as we know, mental health is a really important issue that isn't talked about enough, so we're happy to be talking about it here with you on Challenge Mania. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Challenge Mania listeners get 10% off with BetterHelp for your first month. All you got to do is use the discount code MANIA. Why not get started today? If you're having one of those days, go to betterhelp.com mania. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com mania. All right, back to the interview. We'll get you out of here on this. Kimberly says... Katie, first of all, one of my favorites, funny AF. Secondly, my question, I feel like people completely underestimated you as a competitor. Do you? They would vote you into eliminations because, quote, unquote, you were weak, but then you would kick ass and you had so much heart. I feel like you were the girl version of Derek. So much heart. Your raspy voice and commentary on the episodes was one of my favorite things ever. The moral of the story, do you feel like you were underestimated? <laughs> um. Well, like I do, you know, kind of what I said earlier, I – I think I'm, I was scrappy and, um, one-on-one competitions, I took more personal, I guess, than in a team thing. Otherwise, you know, 
sometimes we'd lose and people would be really sad on the bus home and I could seriously give a flying fuck. I did not care. I was like, what are we going to eat later? And I didn't feel the way they felt, but on a one-on-one challenge or an elimination, that was more of me against someone. And I did care and I would try. And I felt like that was more, it wasn't about leaping off of a rock onto a bed 40 feet above the water. It was, you know, you're wrangling in a, in something. And I felt like I, I did okay on some and some I didn't. I mean, but in elimination, even on my very last show, I knew it was my last show while I was there. And I had said to Eric, I'm going to try, but if I go home, I'm going to be okay with it. Like, this is it. I'm done. Like, and I went against, um, Camilla and I did try, but I lost. And, and I was like sitting with the production people in the hotel afterwards being like, yeah, I'm done. Don't call me anymore. (laughs) What was that elimination? Um, we were running, charging against each other. Uh, It was the gulag. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah. And she won. And then I had like, I think I went against Aia where we were slapping each other in the face. I mean, like at that point, is that really athletic? No, it's, it's, um, a lot of it's more like extreme sports. It's, it's, there's athleticism. I know that the new crop of kids think that they're way more athletic than the old school people, but some of that shit, like I said, running down a sand dune, they've done that. It's been a dirt pile, but now it's sand, okay? You're not doing anything that amazing compared to what people did 10 years ago. It's well, Where do you see these three guys we've got in store for you on Saturday? They are uh, pretty in shape. Oh, well, they've, I, to me, all the guys have always been in shape. I mean, there's like a few fatties, but like not very many. I mean, most of them are in shape, they like run around doing chin ups and pull ups and sit ups and look stupid. Yeah. Kitty never really gave a shit about the athletic part. Mm-mm, not at all. And but I, I did like some of the stuff I thought was fun and exciting. I didn't like any of the eating stuff, but if it was like, and I swear on the last challenge we did, Johnny was like, Hey, why don't you just run some laps with us? Come on, come on. So I'm like, okay. And I did these laps and he had me jump on a tree stump and jump off. Like, I don't know, 50 times. I've never felt more stupid. So I did this. And then the next day we had a challenge and my muscles were so sore because I don't really work out that I like physically was in pain. And now I'm supposed to leap onto a mattress And it's like working out. If you don't work, don't tell people to work out that don't work out. It's just going to make them sore and it's not going to be beneficial to you tomorrow. I mean, it wasn't beneficial to me. I left the show with two black eyes, whatever. But that, that what sucked because I really did want to try because I knew it was my last show. So I, I tried that entire show. Everything went with effort and it did not work out for me. And, um, and I'm still pissed. I actually tried to jump onto that mattress because I, again, I left the show with my lip busted, two black eyes. And I'm like, no. So like, and again, you know, some people, they, they put a lot of stock, like, you know, I'm really athletic. Like if you say you can run faster than me, I'll say, awesome. I don't care. Like I truly didn't care. Now I went initially auditioned for real world. I didn't even want to be on road rules, but when they 
cast me to do a challenge. My friends were going and it was like, Ooh, where are we going to go? We're going to Mexico. It was, it was, I was totally guilty of going for a vacation and MTV's paying for it. And I'm going to do some exciting stuff. And then if I don't want to do it, I won't do it. And like, you get back then you got a bunch of free swag and I'm like, I'll get all of this stuff. And you got paid to go. So there was a lot of benefits to going. And then some of those benefits were taken away, taken away. And, you know, and then I was like, uh, you know, the fun part of this is not as fun. We can't leave. Like I got to see Australia. I didn't get to see anything in Prague. I mean, I, nothing. We lived in a castle, but I saw from a bus point of view to the challenge and then back. So there was no more of the vacation, which goes to the point of like, why would people say, why wouldn't you come back? It's like, why would I go? I'm not athletic. I'm not there to just travel and be in a house with my friends. Like it's a new generation and I welcome it to them. My friends aren't on those shows anymore. You know, like where I'm in a house and I've got tons of people that I know. And I also am not going to be, you know, staying up late and partying those days are done. So what would I be there for? There'd be no reason, especially I'm not athletic. So there's just no point. Well, here's the thing. You've always been a blast to hang out with. You've always been a, a blast, uh, to, uh, have had awesome stories and I can't wait to uh, hang out with you and see you and hear some of these stories on stage uh, at Challenge Mania Live in Austin, Texas. Um, I, I don't have any more, Scott. Yeah, and you, might, I, you might not be I going really away appreciate. for the challenge for two months, but you're going to come hang with us for a weekend. Yeah, and for a vacation. Yeah, I can doing do exactly two days. What you want to do, exactly. And it's going to be a little bit different than how we used to do the appearances, which is what I was trying to say before. Yeah, it's, I wanted to ask you about that. I was I was looking at some of the pictures that you guys have posted. I'm like, because you know how nervous I would get at appearances. Yeah. Yeah, th- dude, this is cool shit. Like, this is okay. this is so much cooler than anything. I'm just going to warn anyone, I get very nervous when people are looking at me. And yeah. I know that sounds stupid. <laughs> well, well it's what it work out because the way we do our shows is everyone in the audience faces the other way. And we talk okay, to them great. from behind their ears. So we're, like, kind of behind them whispering in their ears. And they kind of pass it along like telephone. So you have nothing to worry about. Well, I, I mean, when I was in college, I had to give a speech in front of the class. And I was so nervous. I, like couldn't even talk and the teacher let me face the wall and then afterwards one of the guys that was in my class said weren't weren't you on mtv i said yes but i don't see your eyeballs looking at me i see you know i see the camera lens but that doesn't scare me it's the eyeballs the real ones looking at me yeah well well, this is this this is so much cooler though it's like you don't have to prepare for anything you don't you just you know it's it's realistically it's it's just friendly banter up on stage. Someone's gonna say some something stupid. You could call them out on it. Uh, it and I'll be nervous for the first five minutes, and then and I. And by be. then, you'll yeah. have met everyone because we do a pre-show meet and greet. So you'll have met all yeah. these people, heard how far they've come to meet you, and how long they've been watching on TV. You'll have well, taken I just feel like everyone's gonna be like, "Who is that old lady on the stage? She's not relevant anymore." And I'm gonna be like, "Ugh, hi." The, no, <laughs> most most of most do. of most of the people that that come to these shows are like, we love the classics. We love the old schoolers. You know, so. Um, those have been our biggest hits, to be honest with you. I'm telling uh, you, people, people are excited to see Hunter, obviously, excited to see Nelson, excited to see Marlon. They are thrilled that you are coming out for this one, Katie. I, I promise you, they are very excited to see you in the flesh. It's going to be really Okay, fun. when I intru- I'm going to introduce you guys to my two girlfriends that are coming in from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. 
Oh, absolutely. Do not, do not answer any questions they ask. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know what that means. We know bitches. what that means. Did they These buy like tickets, or do you want? Friends. Do you need me to put them on the list? I can put them on the list if you want. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't tell you that we want oh. to put them on the list. Yeah, yeah. I, I text Derek their names. Yeah, absolutely. They're, one of the girls, Amber, was actually with me at my casting. In, in the casting process. So we might have to day. ask her a couple of questions. Oh, yeah. she's awesome. She would be like, oh, hey, brother. But yeah. And uh, the other one is we lived out in Los Angeles with her brother, who was yeah. a good friend of ours. Shay, right? Shay. Yep. I've heard that name yep. a million gazillion times. You know times. Shay, yes. I only so. know Shay through pictures and because she was mm-hmm. Ryan's sister. She stayed at my apartment for like six weeks. You know her. You went to right. see her, you'll be like, oh. Yeah. Yep. Well, more to look forward to, guys. <laughs> the North Door this Saturday, Austin, Texas. Austin 216, if you will. Meet and greets at 1. Still tickets for, available for that. The show starts at 3. Obviously, tickets for that as well. And uh, it's going to be great. ChallengeManiaTX.com to get those. Katie, thanks for joining us a few days out. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. And yes. uh, let her hear it, folks. Hit her up online. Let her know if you're going to come meet her on Saturday or if you just heard this episode and you enjoyed it. Katie, thank you so much for staying up late with us. We really appreciate you. No problem. See you guys in a few days. All right. Safe travels. Bye. Thanks, Katie. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All right, there she is, the one and only Katie Cooley, formerly known as Katie Doyle, true challenge veteran and legend. She's great. Yeah, she's going to be really surprised when she sees what this, although this is not an appearance, you know, we've only been used to appearances back in the day. And well, Wes, can I just um, not cut you off? What we're driving the Bulls game. And Wes said to me, he goes, you know, I've done a lot of appearances, you know, currently and especially back in the day. He said, I've never had so many people come up to me or when meeting me say that they traveled to come. He goes, Uh I've done a million appearances and you meet a bunch of people and everyone comes out, but they're coming out from 30 minutes away, an hour away, you know, 20 minutes away, take the subway, whatever. They wait for you guys to come to them. And when he heard, like, you know, he was astounded. He's like, you guys are onto something, man. He's like, it's, it's really cool that these people came all the way. I mean, we had people who came from New York, Wisconsin, Florida, California, Texas, everywhere, came to Chicago, Illinois, Schaumburg to be exact, this past weekend to meet Wes and Nani and yourself and myself and, well, not really me, but I was there, and Melinda and Tori and... And I think part of what we do, putting on the show and having the meet and greet, I know everyone loves to, to meet and, and touch and hang out with you guys and, and get the photos and tell you their stories and stuff. And that's why we do the meet and greet. But I think the presentation of the live show uh, and it's, cha- you know, it's, it's, it is reinventing the wheel a little bit, you know, 
the the old school challenge or reality star appearance is, hey, come to this bar. This person's going to be there. You may or may not meet them depending on how crowded it is. They still do it. You'll see a flyer here in New York. It'll be come to Buster Rhymes' birthday party at Greenhouse or whatever. And you end up going and it's crowded and you're never within 200 feet of Buster Rhymes. You might even not even show up. Maybe you meet his cousin or some guy pretending to be his cousin. And you see that all the time. And that's not what we're trying to trying to do here. So um, it's a different deal. People are taken to it. Yeah. It used to either be appearances where you show up at the club and, you know, we drink with you all night or it was uh, speaking engagements at college campuses. And this is, you know, kind of a mixture. No, oh, you got the meet and greet. It's much cleaner than an appearance at a club or a bar. And then, um, and then you kind of, you have the live show, which is, um, a controlled live show, you know, where you get each person's story, each person's personality. And then once four or five, uh, reality TV cast members that have been on TV for a long time come together, it's, it's electric, you know, you, you don't know what's going to come out of people's mouths and it's just, it's, it's, it's nonstop, you know, comedy. And, uh, you know what I like to say, it's, uh, come enjoy them, come enjoy the mania, the challenge mania live and in person. And if it's- you have before, if you've come to one of our several shows, New York, New York, part two, Chicago, Atlanta, DC, Boston. Uh, if you've come to any of those, Brea, of course, Los Angeles, you know, let your friends know, post those pictures, keep that FOMO coming, let them know what a great experience you had. It's interesting as much as, you know, a lot of people listen to our podcast, it's not like a hundred percent of challenge watchers, viewers, fans even know about our podcast, let alone listen to every episode, let alone understand exactly what we're doing live on stage at challenge mania live. So please let them know, let them know of your experience let them know what to expect. We try to do that as much as possible. And I know it seems like we plug the shit out of these things and we will continue to this right here was basically a two hour plug for challenge mania live Austin. But guys, we, we can't thank you enough. We see it out there. We see you guys tagging us, thanking us, posting your photos. Keep doing it. It never gets old. Uh, if you haven't seen them yet, Brian Rashad, who's our fantastic photographer, comes out to all our shows, has posted the photo albums. He, they're up in the Challenge Maniacs Facebook group. If you go to Challenge Maniacs on Facebook, if you go to the Challenge Fans group, they're up there. We're working on getting them in the uh, uh, Challenge Mania Facebook page, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. And he takes some really sweet candy. So tag your friends in those, make them jealous. And uh, we're going to have a great time, Austin, this Saturday, Katie Cooley, and we're going to share some more stories she couldn't even tell on the line today. Hunter Barfield, Nelson Thomas, Marlon Williams. It's going to be a great day. You saw those amazing Craig Marrier posters. We'll have those in the house. Um, It's our last show for quite some time, guys. Um, Not sure when we're going to be able to bring it back up again. We certainly will. Once I'm able to start traveling again, but this is our last show, certainly for the rest of the winter. We hope that as many of you guys can come as possible. It's our only stop in Texas. I know we're coming specifically to Austin, but if you live in San Antonio or Houston or Dallas or Amarillo or wherever in Texas, look, download some podcasts, make the drive. You will not regret it. It's a great time. Challenge Mania Live. The meet and greet still on sale if you want to come and hang out with us all day. It's going to be a great day. The North Door, ChallengeManiaTX.com for tickets. Thanks to our two sponsors of this episode, uh, Green Chef, which 
D, I know you got a box of food sent to you too. How delicious was that Green Chef? Which package did you go to? You went with the same thing as me, right? The uh, the pay, uh, what was it? The uh, not the paleo, the omnivore, right? We were saying the omnivore. It was all scrumptious, and each meal was under thirty minutes to make. So I love it because it's exactly how I eat. BetterHelp also uh, doing great work for you guys as well. You heard those spots earlier in the episode. So thanks to them. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to all the new patrons. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. We're going to be doing the War Room later this week. I know we were supposed to have Jemmy. She hasn't been responding to me. Uh, I will try to make it happen with her. If not, it might just be me and D this week. We'll push her to next week. Got some fun stuff coming for you guys next week, guest-wise. Uh, maybe we'll be able to replace Jemmy with somebody else. I'll try to get somebody else on the horn. But the War Room, this Thursday, it will be live. Challenge mania patreon patreon.com slash challenge mania d i'll give you the last word as always and i will see you in austin texas come hang out in austin texas as always thank you patrons you guys are the best hope to meet each and every one of you uh this weekend appreciate one one last go for a while yeah it's gonna be a good one guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future big mac chicken mcnuggets no Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price.